Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 151, that's right, kids, one and only Dr. Rob Lamberts will be coming up. He is, of course, uh, the uh, the man, of course he's the man, but also has the House Call Doctor podcast, quick and dirty tips for taking charge of your health, one of the most popular health podcasts on iTunes, also author of the blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind. You can get there by going to distractible.org, all that, plus your phone calls on the Dr. Anonymous show starting right now. you the best that medicine and social media have to offer this is the dr anonymous show live on a thursday night here on blog talk radio i am of course your favorite physician host my name is mike but my friends like all of you out there in internet land you call me dr ray you can always uh find me at dranonymous.com that brings you to the most current show schedule and we do have some great guests coming up here in march also uh some blog posts and also some uh, tv interviews i've done with local tv here you can also go to dranonymous.net shout out to all 179 facebook fans really appreciate it also with some exclusive behind the scenes video both of this show and also be uh, posting some videos from the fun in Atlanta this week at the Hymns meeting. Hopefully I'll be able to do that coming up this weekend. You can also go to dranonymous.org. That takes you to the iTunes page where you can subscribe to this show and also leave a comment over there. I'd appreciate that too. You can also listen to this show in real time on your iPhone or Blackberry and maybe the Droid. I haven't heard of that yet though. Uh, but I know you're out there listening to the show. Today is Thursday, March 4, 2010. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And temperature here at broadcast time at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters feels like 24 degrees Fahrenheit. And our guest coming up in just a few minutes will be Dr. Rob, primary care physician extraordinaire in the southeastern United States. On his blog today, you probably saw it, that we'll be talking about uh, items like nuclear physics. I doubt that, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll also be opening up the phone lines here for anybody who wants to come in and make fun of us. Uh, the number here is 646-716-9514. We'll be taking calls probably halfway through the show here. And uh, if uh, you didn't remember... <laughs> Dr. Rob was uh, kind enough to be uh, one of the first guests on this show back on uh, show number five, uh, back on September 27, 2007, two and a half years ago. And uh, I, uh, I'm just amazed that this show has been going on for two and a half years, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, but before we bring them on, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again here this evening on their front page. Welcome to those of you who are new to the show. I have uh, been a social media hobbyist since 2005, and if you're curious, yes, I am a real physician. I am a family physician in full-time private practice here in beautiful 
northeastern Ohio. And if you're listening live, you can uh, see my shining face on the webcam here this evening. If you're new to the show, just go to the top of the chat room, click on the webcam icon, and you will see me doing the show live in front of your eyes. Very exciting. And I also have to tell you that the, uh, the video stream and the audio stream don't exactly match up. Don't let that scare you. It's probably just my image on the screen. <laughs> uh, and I do want to give a big shout-out to everybody in our chat. We do have our guest in there, and we do have some unregistered guests. I uh, encourage the guests to register so you can uh, chat along with us and uh, make fun of us in the chat room as well. We have AP Jonas. We have Codeblog RN, and we also have Ramona. We'll probably have some other people filtering in to the chat room uh, during the course of the show. Uh, before we go to the break, I do want to mention uh, future guests on the show. On March 11, EMS podcaster Greg Fries will be coming on the show. And uh, those shout-out to, to those of you who are out there in Baltimore right now for the EMS Conference and Expo, their huge meeting uh, this week. And I know I've been following them on Twitter with the pounds, uh, with the uh, uh, with the uh, tag, EMS Today. They're also doing some live video streaming Friday and Saturday, so that'll be uh, that'll be fun. On March 18th, author Dr. Lucy Hornstein will be here. Uh, blog uh, her blog is Musings of a Dinosaur. She will also be talking about her book. And of course, my Saturday night shows, which are <laughs> not as serious as this. <laughs> Uh, so what I'll do here, we'll take our, our little bit of a break here and then bring in our guest. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud member of the Better Health Network. You can get there by going to getbetterhealth.com. And also a proud member of the ProMed Network, a podcast. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com. And we'll be right back. Yes, that's right. Lowering your blood pressure one point at a time. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. And on the line we have uh, right now the distinct honor, the distinct privilege of uh, Dr. Rob on the show. Welcome back to the show there, Dr. Rob. Well, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. You sound great as usual. <laughs> oh, well, good. I'm, I'm glad you think that I sound great. <laughs> well, thanks it, for coming really, back to it, the show. How have you been? I've been great. You know, it astounds me that it has been 146 episodes between my last appearance and this one. I mean, that, that's really amazing that you've done that many episodes. Yes, uh, I'm amazed that I haven't been canceled or have been uh, pushed off the air. So, uh, But we still have this show to get through, so we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, it might get canceled by the end of, by the end of this one. Uh, so you're a one busy guy. Uh, you are kind of everywhere in the social media here uh, these days. Uh, how do you how do you do it? Um, up to now, it's been just kind of a balancing act that I've been able to do just fine. Uh, I, as of lately, as I put in a recent post, uh, I have had to fight for the energy to to do it all. Uh, and yeah, it's because there's a lot of stuff going on and. Uh, Anyway, I, I, you know, you just—I think I can whip off blog posts a lot quicker. Blogging is a lot uh, a more of a passion kind of thing. You know, I'll get really frustrated in the office and and then just whip off a blog post. But uh, the uh, the podcast is actually more more work to write just because it's got to be just so. Hello. Hello. Just so. Okay. Uh, that was that was okay. a period at the end of it. Okay. Just I'm like, so. well, I, I, I thought I heard a <laughs> click. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, thank you very much. No. Um, yeah. So I, I do want to get into this a little bit. This uh, this house called Doctor Podcast uh, Project. Uh, can you tell me a little bit? Um, you know how it started. How you how you you were approached and how you were presented with this uh, this great idea. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, uh, I, I've always been a fan of uh, the uh, uh, Grammar Girl podcast uh, and the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, and I've listened to several of their – I had already listened to several of their, their podcasts um, on a regular basis. And when I got the um, – I got an email from the editor, uh, and apparently they had thought of finding a doctor podcaster – uh, and they they looked and saw my blog, and they really wanted somebody who had humor uh, and who could explain things in common terms. And uh, uh, they just approached me and said, "Do you want to do it?" <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, that sounds really pretty good, actually. Uh, it just sounded like a good opportunity for me uh, to uh, uh, just to kind of get more involved in the social media scene, and to do so, kind of hitting the ground running. It, yeah, through Macmillan Publishing. So, yeah, so yeah, it was really from cool. a from a, so from a guy who uh, I mean, you've never done you know really kind of regular type of podcast before. What was kind of your approach, kind of starting out, and did you kind of have an idea of what you wanted to do, or did they did they give you an outline and said this is what we want to happen as far as you know kind of paralleling the other Quick and Dirty Tips podcasts? Yeah, yeah, I um um. Looks aren't everything. Thank you, Doctor V. Um, I just get distracted by the chat room. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, actually, I, uh, um, I, it was mainly built on what they had done. Um, you know, I, I had in my head right away what the basic idea was. You know, basically, when you're in the exam room, you're sitting around and. Uh, trying to explain things to your patients and you'll say the same thing over and over and over and over again because it's, you know, uh, use, I use analogies a lot like the, you know, score the football game, add all the scores together and what does that mean? Well, it means about the same as a total cholesterol does, which is nothing. Uh, you know, you care about what the good and the bad teams have. And so these are the kind of things that had come to mind right away are these ways of explaining things um, and, you know, I just, felt like there was a dearth of easy explanations to common medical questions that people have, easy explanations that were accurate, and that's kind of where I, uh, that was the approach that I took. Um, so for people who may not be familiar with, you know, what, what the podcast is about, I know you kind of explained it already, but uh, um, these are just basically just kind of, uh, and, and the audience, you're, 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 um, uh, kind of writing towards is kind of the, the, the common type person. It's not like a doctor audience or an academic audience or a very, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the common person. Is that right? Right. Well, you know, I, um, it's kind of, I, I write it for so my mom and my wife and my kids can understand it, uh, you know, so that it actually gives them the information. Again, I'm trying to write it for my patients. Now, I will say that one of my, um, uh, one of my goals was to do enough uh, podcasts that family docs could just say, you know what, <laughs> I don't want to go over this stuff all the time. And here's a very cogent, uh, you know, explanation that gets gives just what you need, explains what sleep apnea is without having me to go over everything again and again. Uh, you know, because I'm a firm believer that educated patients are better patients. Um, and so, um, you know, that that was the way that, that I uh, have approached it. And I've had some doctors already uh, email me saying that they really enjoy it as a resource. But I'm hoping, I've even talked to them about maybe going to some of the, you know, the AFP and the ACP meetings and saying, you know, here we have this podcast, by the way, promote it to your patients. Um, because, again, save, save doctors' work. Oh, sure. And, and uh and you're right. I mean, there, there, there are stuff that docs have been saying, you know, the same thing, you know, forever. Um, and, uh, and especially, you know, if, if you have a really busy day and, you know, you may forget one or two points. Um, but with this type of format, this type of podcast, I mean, this is something great to, as a resource, not only for doctors, but for patients too. And, and, uh, um, something that I was curious about is uh, how, how do you come up with the topics? Do, do you come up with some of your on your own? And I know that you utilize things like uh, you know, Twitter and Facebook to maybe even get suggestions for topics. 
Um, yeah, it, it's a combination. I, I have people suggesting things. Um, you know, it, this uh, last February was was National Heart uh, Awareness Month, and so I, I tried to focus on, on cardiac type things. So I kind of, but that was actually from some questions I had already gotten, and uh, you know, people just don't know what is a heart attack. You know, what really happens with a heart attack? Uh, what really happens with a uh, coronary artery disease, or uh, you know, and even as I was thinking about it, I was thinking, you know, I need to start doing some of these about symptoms. You know, what happens when you have abdominal pain? What could it be? Or what happens instead of doing the disease process, which you know is nice to have the background, but uh, you know, from a patient standpoint, they don't wake up some morning and have diabetes scrawled across their forehead, you know, <laughs> or have uh, appendicitis. They have abdominal pain, or they have headache, or that type of thing. So, you know, those are all that I have. I'm always constantly rolling around ideas, uh, and then I get a good amount of emails and twitters and other types of things uh, in in that in that uh, that will suggest from from patients of, you know, what's next. You know, the, the April. It was embarrassing. Uh, we're going to do embarrassing topics, and uh, that should be fun. <laughs> I think that should be really fun, actually. Um, and I think it'd be, it'd be kind of a little bit of a challenge too, because I, I mean, you you, can, you limit your uh, your podcast to I think three or four or five minutes, and trying to get that much information in a short period of time that has to be very challenging to write for. Well, I'm always fighting with my editor about that. Actually, um, she. Uh, She's always trying to cut it down in length, and I'm I'm always saying, look, if I cut it down, I'm gonna I'm gonna shortchange the explanation, or I'm gonna make it less entertaining. So, uh, but you know, this this last podcast was actually uh, I talked about cardiac caps and and stents and all the rest of that type of stuff, uh, and it just was too long, so she cut that portion out, and we'll just put throw it into a future podcast. So usually. And I did one about back pain and sciatica uh, and cut the sciatica part out, and I'm going to actually do that this next week coming up as, you know, calling it sciatica, a pain in the butt, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, So, um, and I think I heard you uh, read about this or I heard you talking about it that – you basically you write it out and then you read it as a script, and and, uh, that's that's how you do your podcast. Well, that's how it started. Um, it was very scripted to begin with, and and I still do write it out as a script. You, if you go to the Clearing Dirty Tips pod, uh, the website, the the scripts are there. But you'll see that the longer I've done it, the more I kind of take liberties of throwing in little snide comments here and there, and you know that's that just gives you a I don't know. It's more conversational. Um, it, it took a while to really get comfortable doing it. It took a while to get comfortable doing the humor. That was the big thing because I, I really, when I listened to the first set of podcasts, it it just really sounded kind of well. I was it was I was using my written humor, which just worked better with um, you know the the written humor works better written. It's just different, and when you say it, it ends up sounding scripted. And so you gotta somehow learn how to deliver it, but it's also got to be a little bit more subtle. Um, I'm not that subtle on my blog, so or sometimes I am, but most of the time I try just to be goofy. But that doesn't work on, uh, when you're when you're doing a podcast. So, uh, you know, now I find that unless it sounds spontaneous, if it sounds spontaneous, then it can be be funny again. But uh, anyway, that's so. I will have a script uh, pretty much approved, and then I'll kind of embellish it. So, uh, so uh, you record it and then uh, and then you send it to your editor and then and that's when you fight it out with them as far as what how much and what they cut out. Oh no no no! They they uh, I, I write the script out. They we fight over it before the script and once I send it in, it's it's you know she can't do anything about it then. <laughs> so so my embellishments <laughs> don't get taken out. Um, that that's the that's a good thing. So I don't have to worry. Uh, what I do is I, I, I'll get the script in usually by Monday, uh, and then Tuesday sometime or Monday Monday night sometimes. She'll uh, usually she doesn't change it too much. I doesn't go back and forth very much. I 
I, uh, at the very most, two times back and forth uh, between myself and my editor, uh, and then I'll have a final script, uh, and then go go on. Um, you know, then record it on uh, on uh, um, my GarageBand and make it an MP3 and send it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you what kind of equipment you use. So you use a use a Mac, um, and uh, what, what kind of microphone do you use? Exact same kind that you have, because I can see yours right now. It's that white <laughs> white one that plugs right into the USB port. Um, I use that, and I have some good sound-canceling headphones that I wear while I'm doing it. Um, I actually, they gave me some money, some startup money, to buy the proper equipment. Um, you know, the hard thing is to find a, a quiet place to record it, and I was trying to build a studio for that, and ended up just, you know, my son went off to college, and his room is down in the basement, and so it's pretty quiet there, and that's where I do it now. Yeah, I, I did see, I think early on when you first started the podcast that you that you tried a little bit with uh, with video blocking, too. What what did you think of that experience? What was that? Uh, I, I saw when you started your podcast, you, you, you tinkered a little bit with, with video blogging and uh, you know just recording oh. some videos and stuff and putting them up. What did what, you think of that? Um, I thought it was okay. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I, I you had done it for a long time, so I was really copying you, truthfully. Um, but it was, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I said the one time I did it, it ended up going on like two, like forty-five minutes. Like the, yeah, that was, that was long. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fifteen segments. It was great. It was terrible. <laughs> So I ended up kind of saying, oh, maybe I, I don't know, I, I, I have to figure out how to do this. I'll probably eventually start doing more video blogs, but I still haven't figured that one out. And uh, I was reading on, on your blog uh, that uh, there's this, uh, and I don't know if you're joking or not, but uh, there's this uh, Twitter and Facebook contest for the other Quick and Dirty Tips podcasters. What is that all about? It's true. It's true. There's this. They they decided that they wanted to really pump up our number of uh, folks following us on Twitter and following us on our Facebook page. Uh, and really, I think they just wanted their hosts to start really promoting it. Uh, and you know, I've been always trying to do that, but then they so they they had some gift at the win a TV set or something. I forget exactly what it was, but it is a TV set. But I don't know how fancy it is. Probably not all that fancy, but. But they talked about it, and then all the other hosts, some of the other hosts were responding of, you know, well, wait a minute, what if I do this? Is this tw- Twitter page or that stuff? They're asking all these uh, these um, minutia questions, <laughs> and it was really, my editor got really a little disgusted <laughs> that they were trying to nitpick. <laughs> this is just a dumb contest. Come on, we're just trying to get people signing up. So I told them I would crush them under my... You know, under my foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If I win, great. If I don't, no big deal. And there are a lot of uh, uh, of this franchise. I mean, this is just a huge franchise, this Quick and Dirty Tips franchise. I didn't know how much, uh, how many different subject areas they were until I started looking around for, you know, for your podcast. And there's this whole franchise of kind yeah. of this grammar girl type of Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. Yeah, it started Mignon Fogarty, um, who was at Blog World, actually, um, was uh, the grammar girl, and she's the one who started it. And she, she, I think she still owns part of Quick and Dirty Tips. I mean, she's the founder there. She used to be the editor, uh, and now we've they continue to hire people. You know, I think their big goal is to, yeah, sell some advertising, but truthfully, honestly, I think they're trying to get people to write books, which which they're now talking to me about. Yeah, let's uh, let, let's shift into that a little bit here. Our guest here is Dr. Rob Lambert, the, the man. He is the he is the voice behind the House Call Doctor. Quick and dirty tips for taking charge of your health, and also the blog musings of a distractible mind. Our number here is six four six seven one six nine five one four. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of behind the curve here, Rob. Everybody's getting a book deal here. So what? Uh, so have you been officially approached about uh, writing a book, or they were just kind of tinkering around with that idea? No, actually, it's it's actually kind of part of the whole Quick and Dirty Tips thing. Again, Macmillan Publishing is who owns Quick and Dirty Tips in the big picture, uh, and so you know my editors, uh, you know the the 
have from the very start talked about about eventually writing books and they they really just wanted me to get enough under my belt uh and now are are wondering about ideas you know what what types of things should i be writing about you know what type of thing would be popular for people to hear about and you know my goal is it's going to be the same it's going to be something that can be read by the general public um I, i'm i'm i think i'm going to be really happy to be doing it via the writing medium rather than the spoken medium because because that's where I you know I can do a little bit more of the Dave Barry-ish humor you know the the goofy stuff um and that that I've that I just like to do I I find it fun I don't feel like I have to figure out how to do it it just comes naturally so that's that's the way that so been working on trying to come up with exactly what the book will look like and 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 really honestly we're I'm in the still in the process of submitting a book proposal so I I can't even say what what it's going to be but it's kind of it's, it's probably I mean eventually they they want more than one so um I mean the good news it'll put my foot in the door uh as far as as publishing and you know who knows I don't think it pays a whole lot though Truthfully, I'll tell you the podcasting certainly doesn't. The amount of time that I put into it and the amount that I get out of it is really not all that much. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know that. I thought I thought actually initially that it would, you know, send you know thousands upon thousands of people to my blog, and you know I could then put up Google AdWord things and make you know a fortune and. Yeah, every month I'd get about two dollars from my Google thing, and I finally just decided it wasn't worth it annoying my readers to put up those dumb advertising, so I took them off. I see, I see. And I just accept uh, that it's a hobby. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a fun hobby. I mean, I I, I was going to ask. I mean, uh, um, can you share any kind of uh, stories associated with the podcast? I mean, I know you shared just some doctors or. Yeah, have contacted you about you know probably using some of that some material with their patients. Uh, how about just uh, uh, just the general public? What kind of response have you uh, have you gotten from the podcast? Um, good stuff actually. You know, I've I've tried to push it on my uh, push it on my. I've tried to encourage my my uh, um, patients actually to listen to it, which is totally the opposite of what I've done with my blog, um, and. You know, just say, you know, they had somebody today ask me about something, and I said, you know, I explained this in a lot of detail. Attention deficit, I think it was. I said, I explained this really in detail on my uh, on my podcast. Why don't you go there and listen to it? And, you know, should sign up in the exam room. So, but the patients really have, you know, I think for them it's not that, they think it's cool that I'm on iTunes, but they, um, you know, it's just me talking, so they're they're used to me talking. I do talk a lot, so. Um, but um, you know the the stuff I'm getting from other folks, I, I just like it. There's just some been some really nice emails uh, from folks about stuff, and you know I was initially worried that I would get all these. Well, actually this. Well, actually that. I've gotten very few of those. Either either that means that I, I I hope that means that I've just been accurate. You know that there isn't a lot of of things that I've said that are incorrect. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just think that I've got a loyal and enough listener base that they just like to hear what I have to say. And some of the questions you get, though, golly, there's some really... Uh, the uh, My editors just think it's hilarious, some of the questions, um, you know, about certain smells their bodies make or length of certain body parts. Or stuff like that, and they so they're collecting all these different different things to uh, uh, kind of have a hall of fame. And I'll say this: that the questions that they'll ask a doctor are different than they ask Grammar Girl. Just just so you know. <laughs> uh, and I think it's just interesting looking at the uh, looking at the podcast site. I mean, uh, I, I presume this is kind of your top five most popular ones. Number one, do you need an annual physical? Number two, is Tylenol safe? I want to get into that a little bit. Number three, when uh, is chest pain serious? Number four, what are the benefits of breastfeeding? Number five, how to get rid of uh, body odor? Um, I remember um, uh, uh, listening to the to Tylenol uh, when that came out, and right at the time there were there were a lot of things in the news about uh, Tylenol. Um, 
is so I, I presume you, you kind of follow the news uh, a little bit and kind of see what is out there, kind of see what people want uh, as part of uh, selecting what you're going to be uh, writing about or doing a podcast about. Yeah, yeah, there, there there are some things that are extremely timely. You know that uh, there's really three that I focused on that are kind of out of the news. The first was um, the um, was the uh, the Tylenol podcast. In fact, that was kind of thrown in there. It's thrown. You know, I had initially going to launch with only three, and then the Tylenol thing came up, and I said, you know, I need to write one about this, and they said, go ahead, do it, and so I did. Uh, and we just kind of launched with four podcasts to begin with. Um, but then I also, um, the influenza, the swine flu, I talked about that. Uh, and the last one was um, medical tests when the breast cancer recommendations came out. And, you know, people just, you know, how do you, how do you interpret this stuff you hear on the news? How do you, how do you, you know, just kind of putting yourself in this, the uh, shoes of a confused person listening to all those things that seem to contradict, um, and so that's that's how I wanted to uh, uh, that's that's how I've handled those things. But yeah, those are the ones that I've taken out of the news. The rest of them are either from patients' requests or just things that I think we need to talk about. Did you get a lot of um, I don't know controversial or even negative feedback, especially with with regards to the the. Uh... Uh, you know the breastfeeding, um, not the breastfeeding, the uh, the breast cancer screening uh, episode because you know I mean it was in the news and you know I know all my patients were talking about it depending on which side you were on. Did you get any kind of feedback when that was released? Um, I I try to not I try not to get too I I'll, I explain how to listen to things more than well this is you know I said this is where the this is where the folks were coming from. Uh, you know, in the the task force, the U.S. Preventive Task Force, this is where they were coming from, and so this is how you need to listen to this, rather than just kind of say, you know, this is what's going on here, um, you know, and this is what I think is right. I mean, I may give my opinion on the side, but it's it's more given as a an aside that, and and I'm more given as an opinion that this is how I read it, this is what I think. Because I think that's actually the right way to listen to scientific stuff, not to get into debates about who's right and who's wrong. Because, you know, science is about what the best evidence is for. It's not about right or wrong as in absolutes. It's about it's about evidence. And so you listen to that stuff and you say, well, you know, really the best evidence says that you know, you don't need breast, uh, you don't need mammograms every year, certainly under 50 unless you're very high risk, uh, and even over 50 you might not. That's what the evidence shows. And you can't argue that fact. And so there wasn't a whole lot of controversy. I mean, I, I actually have been a little bit surprised that there's been as little as there has been actually. Uh, and I think it's kind of interesting, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it, um, but I would think that if you were going to be um, writing about it on your blog, um, I think you would maybe take more of a stance on one side than on the podcast. Where listening to it, I mean, you don't really kind of take a stand, which is fine, um, and it's a little bit balanced. But um, you know, your your blog is kind of more a little bit more a little bit more opinionated. Um, I don't know if it's oh, yeah. fair to say than than, when, than what your what your podcast is. Oh yeah, no question. Uh, you know, again, what's the purpose of the blog? The purpose of the blog is for me to write and interact with my readers. That's it. I mean, I I, I just am kind of having fun on my blog. Uh, the purpose of podcast is to educate people, and it's not. I don't see a lot of. I don't like to spoon feed people. I don't like to say this is what you should think. No, this is. I want to I want to enable patients so that they can think on their own, uh, and that means that you know when the next I don't want to go on the air and say every study and say this is how you should interpret this, you know I, I to me everybody should listen with a certain skeptical ear and listen and so that's kind of what I'm trying to teach them is that you know anything you hear on the news that says you know, this is proven that this has happened. You know, uh, this take this drug and you have less strokes. Well, 
that's not really true. It means if you're a 50-plus-year-old male with diabetes and smoker and you take this drug, you have a reduced risk of stroke, possibly. There's a single study that shows it, but, you know, I want patients to know how to how to listen. So I'm not going to take as much of a stand there because that doesn't teach people anything. It, it teaches them what my opinion is, and I will still give it, but it's that's not the purpose of of the podcast. Um, and I think my, I think my, my last question on this, and, and uh, we'll move on to your blog, um, where, where do you kind of see the, the House Call Doctor podcast going as far as, I don't know, where, where, where would you like it to go as far as, I wouldn't want to say popularity, but that the things that you want to teach, the things that the information that you want to get out, um, you know, as this goes along? Well, I want to replace Oprah is really what what the the big picture is. <laughs> and that's why I keep getting those harassing phone calls from her. Um and Dr. Phil too. He's real jealous. Um but no, I um as many pe- I, you know, I truthfully the goal is to reach as many people as you possibly can. Um and you know, I've been happy uh, that it's it's had as much popularity as it has, but I still do wish there was more. Um, I still wish, and that's, and that's really, I mean, some of it is just because, you know, you like to be popular, but most of it's because, I mean, your purpose is to educate people, and if you're putting something out there that you think the average American would want to hear, then you really want as many average Americans hearing it as possible. Um, so, you know, I'm... Uh, uh, I just see this building on, um, you know, each one building. And, and the good thing is that whereas a lot of podcasts are time limited, you know, they, they have, uh, you, you listen to them and they're talking about you know, technology stuff two years ago, if you listen to a two-year-old podcast. For me, really, the two-year-old podcasts are just as relevant as the current podcasts. Oh, there aren't any two-year-old, but you know what I'm talking about. That the the if I do the more of the podcast you do, you just basically build up a library for people to refer to and say, okay, now. And so somebody new upon the podcast, hopefully, will go back and listen to them all, or at least listen to the ones that will will interest them. And so, you know, the the later somebody comes in. It's not like they've missed out on it because it's all there still. Um, so that that's the goal. Um, our guest is uh, Dr. Raw, the voice behind uh, the House Call Doctor podcast, Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Uh, also, author of the blog, uh, Musings of a Distractable Mind. You can go there by uh, distractable.org. Um, and yeah, let's talk about your blog here for a little bit. I I I did want to get into it a little bit. Uh, I mean, not really get into it, but I, I was curious about your your post um, about um, not really posting that much and doing a little bit more uh, podcasting. Um, it's uh, I, I, is that kind of like a bouncing time problem, or is it just kind of you're really getting into podcasting and and have kind of let go of the blogging writing a little bit? That's the former. It's just that it's a balancing time thing time and energy um um you know the the again i i think of myself as a blogger before i think of myself as a podcaster uh, i i'm a blogger i'm i like to blog i do that i do that not by nobody's forcing me i don't have to have a deadline i just like to write and um so but but I find that that since I have a deadline every week for the podcast, I have to put a certain amount of energy into the podcast and 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 into writing, and the amount of time that that takes out, and then spending time with the kids and spending time with the wife, and you know doing oh yeah taking care of patients too, uh, occasionally I do that stuff. Um, you know you get go through all this stuff and. Um, and then trying to get high score on Bejeweled, that's a very important thing for me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when all that is said and done, it's uh, it, it, you're tired. And uh, you know, I find it's easier for me to get up and write 
a post about the idiots in Washington, D.C. when I'm tired than it is to write about, you know, goofy stuff. Because humor, I don't know, you have to be in the right frame of mind to write humor. And, and I never like to force the humor. So, you know, it, it, and I go through phases. If, I, if you go, you know, those who have followed for a long time will know that there have been stretches for, you know, months where I, I write less humor. And I'm more into EMR or more into politics stuff, and and then there are times when when you just do a ton of humor, and you know that's okay. I've kind of started to, you know, now I'm going into year finishing up. I'll be my four year anniversary in May, uh, and uh, you know that's that's a long time to look back and see um, that you know you ebb and flow. There's no it's it's the nice thing about having a blog called just Musings is of a Distractible Mind uh, uh, is nobody has expectations of what you're going to write next. You just write whatever you want. And you kind of uh, I mentioned this, too, when you um, talked about the uh, the podcast, is that, I mean, you know, this blog is kind of a, a library, not only of, of topics of what you thought, but, you know, it's it's a part of your life um, over the yeah. past uh you know, four years coming up on four years. And you kind of answered this already, um, but uh, I guess kind of putting aside the podcast and the time factor, uh, have, have you found uh, blogging to be uh, different? How have you kind of uh, um, evolved as a blogger since kind of uh, day one as far as how you approach things or how you write things? Is it any different than when you first started? Yeah, um uh, in some ways, yes, completely, uh, because it's just a comfort level. And uh, plus, I, I think when you're starting, you're very self-conscious in your writing, and you're wondering what people will think. And you're you're writing. Sometimes you write a lot for the sake of, you know, I really want. I hope I get a lot of response from this, you know, I hope I, I get a lot of people saying, and, uh, you know, once you've kind of got your voice and understand who you are in, as, as a writer, uh, you, you feel like I can express it. And I know that there will be enough people who will, this will click with that. It will be okay with me. Um, I don't have to sit and worry about, whether or not people are going to, you know, did I do a good enough job? You know, it's kind of like as a doctor, when you first start doctoring and you, and something goes, messes up as a, like an intern, you, you do an IV or you do put, try and put in a central line and you don't do it. Your immediate assumption is that, oh gosh, I just am not very good at that. But, you know, when you're, when you're a, an experienced doctor, then, you know, if you mess up, you kind of think, oh, that was just a hard one. <laughs> your assumption is totally different because you know your skill level. You know who you are. You know what you're good at, and I'm usually good at those, and you've done it enough. And so the same thing, I think, happens with writing. The, the more you write, uh, the more you can just feel like, uh, I know that this is at least good from my standpoint. Uh, it may not resonate with quite as many people, but... Um, you know, it resonates with enough. Um, and, and again, it always, <laughs> honestly, I still kind of have to shake my head, you know, getting a call from Ira Glass and NPR or that kind of stuff. It's like, golly, those people actually read what I write. <laughs> those poor people, they don't have any, they have lots of time on their hands, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, let, let, let me ask you about that. Uh, um uh, maybe that experience, but I mean, as far as um, you know, the the, uh, the the mainstream media, as far as uh, you know, bloggers and podcasters, and, um, and and you've talked with them and you've been interviewed by them. Um, you know, obviously not all of them, but the people that you've experienced, do, do they get it about what you know, what new media or what social media is about, what blogging, what podcasting is it about, or or they're not really sure what's what's happening with social media yet. I think the actual reporters um, uh, do. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, the folks that I've spoken to who are in the mainstream media, 
it's it's executives that don't get it yet. You know, they think, oh, well, we need to have our own bloggers. You know, but that's not the way it works. It, the you know the point of blogging is that you're giving a platform to the people who are actually doing it, um, the people who are actually there, uh, and you know that the real doctors are really writing. Uh, uh, you know, what's going on in their life rather than reading some doctor from Harvard who you know sees you know 20 patients a month um, you're listening and talking to folks who are really doing it or nurses who are in the ER and what their experiences are like or you know all of the different aspects of, of what real life is like uh, for and I think that that's a viewpoint in an opinion that that really resonates. I mean, you know, the the folks over at the healthcare blog have picked up a couple of my things recently, and in you know, it's kind of funny because boy, I tell you, those folks are nasty. That the the commenters can be really. I mean, my my commenters are much nicer. <laughs> they're much kinder, but they're just. But you know, the the point is that. I'm not some professional writer going in there telling people what some what my opinion is. I'm a doctor, and I tell people what primary care doctors what what my patients are telling me what what I think as a primary care doctor. And because of what I do, it gives me such a unique viewpoint. And I think that that's the strength of blogging. I think you know why Kevin MD is so good is because he's a practicing physician. Uh, and if he were just some some reporter, um, then you know, big deal. He, you know, why would we read that? But he isn't. He's a, he's a practicing practicing doctor. And so I think you know when you talk to the folks like uh, Tara Parker Pope or or you know uh, just the Ira Glass deal. I mean, I talked to the guy for about an hour. It got only five minutes in the in the in the show, but yeah, you know, he and I, I just that. enjoyed chatting. He just, enjoyed, I mean, I really had a good time chatting with him, and um, you know, he he could. It was because I do it all day. I know what stupidity coding of medical problems is. It's insane, uh, and people don't quite realize that. But if you give your voice to that, then I think you're going to hear it a lot better. Um, you, uh, you know, you know a lot of bloggers. I know a lot of bloggers. Um, what's your sense? What, what, um, what do you think about what is, what's happening with, especially the, the the physician blogger social media, kind of where we're at today? I mean, do you think? You know, we're just right on the cusp of just kind of just being really huge and just having people really notice us and the stories that we tell. Or you think we have still have a long way to go for for people or the general public or the patients to really understand what we do with social media? Um, you know, I, I don't think it's ever going to become. You know, the only way for for a blogger to real get really get big is for us to go mainstream media at times. I mean. One of the reasons Kevin MD is is big is because he writes for USA Today, you know, or you know CNN. There's folks who write for CNN, so I think what what I think is on the verge of is end up ending up having bloggers listened to, kind of handpicked by the media to to do more stuff. I mean, I've talked to some of the folks at CNN. Or whatever. I mean, again, it's just folks that I've not, I'm not going to do anything more than I'm doing right now. Thank you very much. But it's, uh, um, you know, I think there are times where you're going to see more and more of the the folks in the blogosphere kind of being a, um, a proving grounds for for folks who are able to articulate their opinions well. Um, and I think that that will will go into the mainstream. I think you're going to see that take off. Uh, and, and I I don't really think there's a, 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 I don't know, I don't think there's that big of a credibility problem when people read medical bloggers because because people can identify with them. The average person already can identify with them. Um, in terms of, of 
Um, you know, I, the other the other thing I've noticed about the medical blogs, however, is that there's getting to be so many of them. Golly, I don't, I can't keep track of. You know, you see all these lists, and it's like, dang, there's just so many bloggers now. And you know, we've got our own little community. You know, the folks who are at Blog World Expo, and then the the other folks that we all kind of know. But it's a big, big community now. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, and what, one of the questions that, that I get a lot, of, and I know you get a lot too, especially when we go to these meetings, is uh, you know just uh, w- w- what is really kind of the key to monetization, and you know it doesn't matter what kind of blog you are, whether you're a tech blog or a medical blog or whatever blog. Um, you know, that's what everybody's talking about is you know how yeah. can you get the sponsors and how can you get the advertising. Um, and I, I don't really have a good answer for that question. I mean, obviously, the economy right now, nobody wants to do any kind of advertising or PR. But, you know, and even when things uh, pick up, I mean, it's it's going to be just a hard fight to get any kind of attention anywhere for advertising dollars, yeah. don't you think? Yes, I agree. I've I've kind of resigned myself to doing it as a hobby more than anything else, even the podcast. You know, and I'm not – I don't have high expectations about, you know, going on a book tour and, you know, being chosen by Oprah's Book of the Month. You know, she won't do that because she hates me anyway. But, um, you know, it's, um, I don't know. I, I think uh, in some ways it's a hobby and I can do it because I already have a, an income that I don't, I don't really have to worry about monetization. Um, I know, again, I know guys like Kevin can do well from a finance standpoint, but I don't think that, the average blogger, you know, initially you go into it thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. And, I mean, I have Amazon stuff, and I've gotten one click, and <laughs> I've had it up for like a year, and i got one person clicking on it. <laughs> it's like it just doesn't work. Yeah, there's certain kinds of media that just haven't worked a whole well. So I've just kind of resigned that I don't think I'm going to earn money off of my blog until maybe I've, you know, and I get – now 60,000 views a month. I mean, it's it's way more than I've ever done, but it's still, you know, it, it still doesn't end up amounting to much. And I've approached folks and said, do you, and I think Kim does this some, has, has some, you know, the Scrubs folks and such, uh, who she gets, those are, that's probably the best way to, to do it is to find people who will advertise on your blog, but, you know, we get these, you probably get those folks saying, you know, want to trade links? <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I I love the people that said, yeah, we'll we'll trade links. Oh, oh, if you, you put this huge enormous ad on your sidebar, yeah. we'll consider giving you a couple of pennies a month. Yeah, yeah, right. and they introduce themselves as somebody who, and we have a million hits a month or something. It's like, yeah, well, why are you introducing yourself? I don't know who the heck you are. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of ignore it. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Since we're going a little bit of a rant, so how about the so how about those those PR people that uh, that contact they contact me every day and they say, hey, you know, put this. It'd be great for your readers to put this on your blog that we wrote. I'm like, yeah, like why would I ever want to do that? Yeah, I, you're right. I think the minute we start writing for, with the minute the one of the one of the reasons where bloggers are are good is because we don't have a boss. We write what we want. We write what we feel. We don't have somebody over us saying, oh, I think you should write about this. You know, and that's, I think if I had to, if they gave me something that I had to write about on the podcast, I'd go crazy. Um, I probably wouldn't do it. Um, but the, the ability for us to say, this is what I think about this thing, and and it's my blog. I can write what I want. And so when these PR folks say, you should write about, you know, you know, gastrocnemius awareness month. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't think any of my hey, readers will care about that. Hey, don't, don't, be, don't be a gastro hater, man. Come on. You know, well, be, I, you know, we'll be I talking about it tomorrow. So, you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I totally agree with you, though. I mean, there's these people that you know, and I know it's their job to you know get out, get all the, uh, uh, get, you know, get all this information out there because it's because they're PR. But uh, um, you know, it's just. Well, I tell you, I tell you the stuff that you and Val did over this weekend. Uh, that I think, 
I saw a lot of potential in what you guys are doing because it was good stuff. Hearing hearing the the stuff from the hymns, the folks at hymns, it made me definitely wish I was there. Um, and I did wave. Uh, you know, you're two hours from me uh, while you're over there. Uh, but I um, I think that that actually will catch people's attention because you can put stuff up and and those are quality interviews and they're interviews by physicians there, there's nowhere else you can get that and i think if you you know i really wonder if you know the, the better health network should go to like the american college of physicians the you know the different the different societies and interview various people and you know you have credibility as an interviewer right away um because you're another physician absolutely and, and that was that, that was just that was so much fun doing it and uh um, and I know you would appreciate this, Rob. I mean, just, just the technical aspect, uh, just trying to plan ahead and anticipate kind of all the stuff that was going to happen. Because <laughs> I didn't even think it was gonna it was gonna work. Val was like, "Yeah, Mike, uh, you know, why don't you just try to uh, come up with something, and uh, we'll go live uh, for three days, and uh, good luck with that." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> but it worked. It really did work. I mean, you guys, it was great. I mean, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't catch it all, but I really want to go back and listen to some of the, some of the more interesting ones uh, because I mean, the stuff that I heard was great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be editing editing through that some of that this weekend. So, uh, uh, but yeah, that was fun to do, and uh, you know, I want to thank. Uh, you know, Val again for the opportunity, and it was great seeing uh, Nick Jeans again, and uh, it was it was good just kind of uh, uh, you know just asking all of these you know uh, marketing people uh, interesting stuff, and we did have some docs come in too. I, I, I want to say that, and they knew their stuff, uh, but there's some people who had no idea what we were asking, so it was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, so we have a few minutes here left, uh, Rob. So um, I don't know if if, uh, if I if uh, I asked you everything uh, that I wanted to ask you. I think I did. Uh, is there anything that that I left out? Anything that you you, you want to uh, leave our audience with uh, as far as your podcast or your blog uh, before I let you go tonight? Um, no. <laughs> Other than uh, help, help, uh, help Rob uh, win his uh, Twitter and Facebook contest. Yeah, uh, let's let's stomp that money girl, you know, crush him. No, I, I, I mean, again, I have to say that that over the past four years or almost four years, uh, you know, I, I've, uh, it's just kind of fun the friendships you built in in all of this stuff, and and uh, I mean, it's just. It's just been a great time. I mean, going to Blog World and seeing everybody and having everybody pretty much be what you expected them to be. Um, it was it was just a really, really good time. So, I mean, I, I consider myself really, really lucky to be part of the blogging community. Well, great, great. So, Dr. Rob, thank you so much uh, for uh, for coming on the show here uh, tonight. Uh, uh, you can find Dr. Rob at uh, distractible.org, all of his projects there, blog, podcast, Zippy the Lobster is still there. We didn't even get into that, um, but all the stuff that you're doing. Uh, you're doing great stuff. It was great to finally meet you in person at Blog World, and uh, I know yeah. there are going to be more projects and stuff that we'll be getting together on because we've got to stick together here, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thanks very much for having me on. It was great. I had a great time talking. And, uh, yeah, I, I promise it won't be 146 shows again before you come back on, so I'll have to keep you on that. So, But thanks, thanks again. Okay. Take care. All right. Good night. All right, kids. So that's all I have here for you tonight. I just want to give everybody a heads up there in the chat room that uh, I will be doing a, a post show here uh, following uh, the course of the evening here, which will be in about uh, uh, 70 seconds. So you can go to uh, dranonymous.tv. And because uh, we're almost all these uh, 20 people in the chat room here, I, I can't let it go yet. So, uh, uh, so I will type this in the chat room, um, and uh, I will be there uh, mere moments <laughs> following the uh, end of the broadcast here uh, this evening. So uh, I will be going to my Ustream page at DrAnonymous.tv, where I will be continuing to chat with all of you and you can also uh, continue to make fun of me so uh, i do want to thank dr rob for coming back on he's, he's a great guy um you can find him at distractable.org that is the blog musings of a distractible mind and you can also uh, 
Listen to his podcast. It's good stuff, good practical stuff. Uh, House Call Doctor, quick and dirty tips for taking charge of your health. Got 10 seconds left here. Uh, join me Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be having a good time. Uh, and that's all I have for you. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs>